0: The excitement is building for the return of ACL Radio's Blues on the Green this year. Mark your calendar for two nights of music, food, and fun, Tuesday,
1: June 11th, and Wednesday, June 12th. We want to thank all of our sponsors, specifically Circuit of the Americas, for helping to keep ACL Radio's Blues on the Green free and open to the public in Zilker Park. Blues on the Green is an Austin tradition, and we look forward to seeing you
2: again this summer. We are live. We are back. It's the week after Christmas. It's three guys on sports. My name is Jack Farrell. You don't know me, but I know you. I'm here with Sawyer Soul and Mr. Chris Guyton. We are driving you through this week after Christmas. We'll be taking you through the 11 to 1 hour here on 102.7. You can call. You can text to get in on the conversation at 512-834-1027. We got a lot on the docket for you today. It's NFL Christmas coming through, had some really good games, had some really bad games, had some NBA Christmas. Similarly, some really good games, some really bad games. And guys, we want to kick off with some NBA talk. It's the most electric story in professional sports. It's the Detroit Pistons. Heavy emphasis on that first syllable with the Pistons. They did it. Well, if you want to get technical, they haven't quite done it yet. But the Detroit Pistons have set the record for longest Losing streak. NBA infamy at 27 games with their second straight loss to the Brooklyn Nets last night. It was a brutal game. I watched the last five or so minutes of it. Cade Cunningham doing everything he can to just get one measly win and he can't do it. And then Alec Burks. Jacking up a contested three in crunch time to seal the loss. Unbelievable. You have, I mean,
3: Cade Cunningham going the entire game. You call a timeout when you're down five, and you're like, you know
2: what we should do? Let's cook up a play for this guy (laughs) over here who's done nothing the whole game. Did you see the presser? Where Marty Williams said, you know, we actually drew up a play for Cade, but he decided to go rogue and, and heave one to the heavens. I mean, <laughs> you get a DNP after that.
0: This is like the biggest travesty I have seen. These guys have not won a game since October 28th, which was the second game of the season. I believe. Yes.
2: Third game. They were 2 They, 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 they had, had a, a winning, winning record. record. Terrible. You know who's won more recently? The Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks have won a game more recently than the Detroit Pistons. Incredible. They might win a game before the Pistons win another. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, uh, if we want to get technical, we talked about it. The process 76ers to close the 14-15 season were on a 10-game losing streak, and they started the 15-16 season on an 18-game losing streak. So technically, a franchise has put together 28 losses in a row, but that's over two seasons. You know, you have players move in and out. I don't think that really counts. And the Detroit Pistons are playing the Boston Celtics on Thursday, so chalk that up to the twenty eighth loss in a row.
3: Yeah, there's uh, in Boston too, which is road. not
2: yeah on the Garden.
3: Uh, unless I mean, you could sit Tatum, you could sit uh, Jalen Brown, you could sit uh, White, even Derek White. Peyton Pritchard would win a Peyton game over the- on <laughs> his own. Could probably beat this Piston squad. And Monty Williams is doing his best at trying to take the blunt
0: of the blame, but after twenty eight losses. It's
2: the team. It's the press. Hey, what do you do?
0: What, yeah. What What
2: do you do? And I'm not. Team? I'm not out on that young core. To be honest, Take. I mean, Cade Cunningham. You have Jaden Ivy, who's like something getting <laughs> something? sat behind. I mean, he was great at that one season in Purdue. Uh, beat Texas in a March Madness in the second round. But I mean, they're still trying to pretend like Killian Hayes is something. I like Jalen right. Duran, that young center. Mm-hmm. He's been out for. He missed a few weeks. He's back now. Uh, but with Monty Arguably and is it Troy Thompson Weaver? Who do you who do you do it? Uh, at this point, yeah, Absolutely. I would say sorry yeah, has had the better uh, career, uh, a better career. I'm not really playing too much, but still, yeah, I he mean, was hurt for a while as he's, well. He's just not getting through
0: to those young guys for whatever reason. He's, and he said
2: he, he didn't want to coach, and they just offered him a boatload yep. of money, yep. and yep. So, yep. so he said, "Okay, I'll coach." I, I mean, Rockets. I, mean, I hey, could probably Silas is too, on that bench too. You know,
3: I could probably get them to a. You know, a two and twenty nine record, aren't they currently two and twenty nine? If you gave me, I certainly would
2: not do any worse.
3: No, (laughs) I know. I think it's burnout. Two and twenty eight. Yeah, I think I could do that with uh, eighty million dollars. I mean,
2: I get him three. I don't know if he ever had the locker room. I I don't know what it looked like in preseason, but you have to wonder, like. At no point, it seems like, was there buy in. And at no point, like, what do you do? Do you fire Monty? Do you fire your GM? What does firing a GM do in the middle of the season? The team's the team.
3: Yeah, at this point.
2: They lost a game to Kelly Olinick. The saddest part is they could be
3: the worst team in the NBA, and it doesn't even guarantee them the first pick in this underwhelming draft. And frankly, who
2: are you tanking for? Spurs fans, same thing. It's like, oh, well, we're taking. There isn't a Wemby in this draft. There's not a Zion. There's not a Jalen Green. Yeah, I'm sure some guy will come on. We'll hear something about a,
3: a star player once the college basketball season gets going and or somebody from overseas, that's where all
2: the talent comes from now anyways. Right. Uh, Ron Holland, that's the guy in, in America, mm. Texas D commit but it's Ron Holland. Well hopefully we'll see what Duke or maybe North Carolina
0: has to offer this year.
3: Yeah. Uh, have you all ever seen Cade Cunningham smile? Though he always he just kind of has sad. like a, a loser's energy. He's very good at basketball, but there's something about him that I My mean, man. I get living in Oklahoma is a bummer, and then having to go to Detroit and be on these teams is a bummer. But man, that man looks like he's had like the life sucked out of him.
2: I think that's Detroit basketball. I mean, he's he's had forty something points last night. He's willing his team yes. to win. Yes, he's a great. Uh, if you watched that fourth quarter, he was unstoppable. He was getting to the basket. Yes. He was. Hitting his shots from the outside, uh-huh. he used all three levels. He was mm-hmm. hitting shots, but nobody else was. They were getting wide open looks, and then Alec Burks or Trey Burke, Alec Burks. I get those two guys mixed up. It's just, I mean, what do you do? Where do you go? What, but what button do you push? Can it get worse? It
3: literally could not. Right. I have numbers I mean, on how it literally loss, could not get one worse. One more loss is absolute worst all time. And I, I, at that point, it's just kind of like you're setting a benchmark, I guess, for some other failure.
2: Do you, <laughs> do you remember the sh- first of all? Do you remember the Charlotte Bobcats? Yes, yes. As a franchise, yes. what a what a disaster that was. Anyway, and the shortened the lockout shortened 2011-2012 season the the season that gave us Lynn sanity and China J R Smith. I mean, literally J R Smith went and played in China. I'm not saying anything about Jeremy Lynn. He uh, he got stuck in a contract and couldn't come back, and that's why we had so many. Fun players in that 2012 season, but the Bobcats uh, in that lockout shortened season. They missed 20 games as a result. They played 62 and uh, No, I believe it was 66 66 games. They went 7 and 59 That's the worst record in the NBA is 7 and 59 on the pace that the Pistons are going. They're at a .067 winning pace That's their record. They're 2 and 28. That is good for an 82 game season not a shortened season they're not even projected to win six games at this point. Good. The Bobcats won seven, and they only had sixty six games to do it, and they are considered the benchmark and, for and laughing who, stock. In who basketball. was the
0: owner at that time for the Bobcats?
2: I believe uh, owner was it was Michael. Was, was it he? Michael? Michael. He's uh, I mean he's had the minority stake in it the whole time. He's the like president of basketball operations or something like that. I right. believe he's just now sold out, stepping yes. out of yeah. that role after drafting Brandon Miller uh what about those uh sixers seasons when we were a uh, process. process yeah i mean they they weren't even that bad we talked they have the technically the longest winning streak by a franchise Amazing. with that zero and 10 yes. yes and then zero and 10 and that zero and 18 but i mean now you're but there isn't a joe <laughs> ellen at the end of the rainbow there isn't right, a right. fantasy yeah. idea of what ben simmons could be down but at the end of the window i they mean
3: they have young talent and as a as a, and I'm not out on that young
2: talent. As a fan of, the, of a
3: franchise that went through something very similar, let's not forget the 2021 Rockets 20-game losing streak. That was very dark days. <laughs> the wow factor? Yeah. John Wall, yeah. Victor Oladipo, <laughs> and Christian Wood? Very dark days, in which we, after that, we lose out on Cade Cunningham in that draft. Uh, the Rockets are pretty miserable after that, but eventually y- you got to get some veterans in there, I think, that turn around, and unfortunately a better coach. Monty Williams isn't going to be that guy. Like I said earlier, I think he's burned out. He he didn't want to coach. I think he's just doing it because
0: they paid him. He's not passionate about it like he usually
3: is.
2: And that is a recipe for disaster. I
3: mean, I will say there could be a bright light at the end of this tunnel. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. The team that snapped the Rockets losing streak is who the Pistons play after the Celtics in the Toronto Raptors, who are also having not the best season. They're bad. Yeah. They're well below 500. Maybe, but if they don't win that that, uh, Raptors game coming up, it is a gauntlet. They're going to lose to the Rockets because no one beats
2: the Rockets at home. And the Rockets are decent. For those of you who have completely checked out on the Houston Rockets, I don't blame you, but they're... A respectable team. They're a couple games over maybe, 500, as it's Maybe
3: could have had a win over the Warriors, but Draymond Green isn't there to assault anyone on the court or his own teammates, potentially, so there's another loss. Then they got to play the Nuggets, and I think Jokic and one-on-five basketball against the Pistons could probably win. Mm. you got the Kings, who could shoot the lights out, and then, I mean, maybe, maybe Wednesday, January 10th, against the lowly San Antonio Spurs, the only downside of basketball in Texas currently. But even that, I mean, maybe it's a Wimby showout game. And believe it or not, the... Uh
0: Rockets actually are ranked number two Mm -hmm. in defense, if I'm correct, and number one in three
2: point defense? (laughs) Ime Odoka. I mean, I don't think he'll win Coach of the Year because right. I think there's just a couple too many better stories yeah. ahead of him. We gotta get, what he has done, we
3: got to get some bad stories behind him a couple yeah, of years yeah. away too.
2: <laughs> but I mean, adding that's what, like you said, adding those veterans. Uh, Houston did not need more young talent. They already had a ton of mouths uh-huh. to feed, and right. they don't own oh, right. their pick this year. It was given to Chris Paul in that very excellent, very yeah, good yeah, job so the- Daryl Morey, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook trade, which was terrible when it happened and has only gotten worse. So the Rockets, you sign Fred VanVleet, mm-hmm. you sign a former uh, champion, former champion Fred Van, former All Star and Wichita State shocker Fred VanVleet. You sign Dylan Brooks, who is a maniac, and I love him. Oh yeah, <laughs> and frankly. You know who's extremely important to this Rockets team right now in the Rockets bench units? Let me hear it. Old man Jeff Green. Jeff Green. Jeff, Jeff Green is still a very good basketball player. He shoots shoot the three ball. As I just bashed Daryl Morey. Yes. Daryl Morey did, I think, kind of reinvent Jeff's green as a small ball stretch five yeah. on that pocket Rockets. Uh, Robert Covington, who I love, oh, uh, Rockets yeah. team, in the right before the bubble. So Jeff Green, I mean, you signed those vets, but... With the Pistons, they have Bogdanovich. I mean, you know, the only thing that team I think is
3: missing is the only other ultimate LeBron hater I know. You, Chris. Chris, if you're on that, you got Udoka and Dylan Brooks, the two biggest villains in LeBron James' life. Next. I would be one of those haters on yeah. that team.
2: <laughs> there <Definitely>. it is. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I just I don't know where you go. I don't know what the... They shouldn't be this bad. The players on this team are not 2-28 and 28 bad. I don't think there is an NBA team that is two and 2-28 bad, but... Maybe it's coaching. I mean, at this point, it's just vibes. And usually if a team like the Pistons, I saw it as a Rockets fan these last few years, people come in and they don't really care about playing you because it should just be an easy win. And you can get somebody on an off night. You can get one of those couple games under 500 teams. You, know, it's crazy. you can knock them out. But now everyone's getting the Pistons' best shot. Nobody wants to lose to Detroit. Yeah. So people are like, oh, we got we to gotta mind our business. We p- got to bully, play bully yeah. these idiots. <laughs> uh, Go ahead, Chris. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah.
0: Well, I speak on this for, as far as money goes. Just on behalf of Monty Williams, you remember his wife passed away mm-hmm. quite a few years ago. He never really got a chance to to just sit down and recover from that. Yeah. So I think that right now he may be still experiencing
3: that pain. I think Pop's got the same issue. Pop lost his yep. wife and yep. Popovich. Yeah. I, I think that During he can't. Playoffs, yeah, that. he yep. can't step away from basketball yep. now to kind of. That, and that's the other team that's the closest to this Pistons team. The, the Spurs only have four wins, and what's crazy is two of those are on a back-to-back against the uh, Phoenix Suns. Which is a team that could have, should have, on paper, easily beaten that Spurs team and they'd be in the same boat as these Pistons.
2: And we can talk about the Suns later. They're pretty bad. But the Spurs are the maybe the biggest beneficiary of this Pistons losing streak because they lost 18 in a row a couple weeks ago and nobody was talking about mm-hmm. it because at the time the Pistons had lost 20, 21 in a row. We got to thank, thank LeBron James for that win, though. Thanks yes. for sitting out, Braun. Really appreciate that. I mean the spur- I mean, at least things are the future is bright because you have the best prospect of all time, right. of Victor mm-hmm. Wembanyama. Right. I mean, the only I love Kate, take him. Came out as a ball boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, now, I, think that's why, I think that's
0: why. people haven't been talking about their record is because they've been so impressed with Wimbanyama. Mm-hmm. But here he is now. He's hurt. Mm-hmm. What a freak accident that was.
2: He, he, he played last night, I believe. I think he's okay. But yeah. that that you, that shows you the kid gloves that they are using on yes. Wimbanyama. Yes, they don't want. I mean, because uh, you know he has. They had that whole thing with. Remember Yao Ming? It was always his feet. It was always yes. his, his heels, his feet, his ankles, and now he uh, Wemby has his own doctor that just he has his own personal podiatrist or whatever. I heard
3: he's been working on his feet since like
2: yeah, like, like early
3: teenager and all that. To no, he's avoid like a, these a freak
2: about. A genetically, he's a freak, but he's also like a genius and very wise. I would mm-hmm. say when it comes oui, to oui. how he needs to take care of his body. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Absolutely. Yeah, the one thing I, he he doesn't surrender anything on defense for being French, that's for sure. But uh, you know what's interesting though is uh, what, what do you guys think about if you were to swap him and Chet Holmgren? How do, how do how would we look at both of these guys? Because now everybody wants to give Chet his flowers because he's on a winning franchise. But if we were to put Wimby in that role on this OKC team. I mean, are we talking going down as one of the greatest of all time now? Because the only thing that might be the feather out of Wimby's cap is he could lose this rookie of the year to Chet.
2: I think yeah, and Chet is a remember a couple years ago, the Ben Simmons Donovan Mitchell mm. situation where Ben Simmons was hurt his whole rookie year, much like Chet.
3: But didn't Ben play some? No. I believe he may not be eligible. Game. He would not be eligible. Okay. If you play a
2: minute in one season, you're that's your rookie okay. year. Blake Griffin had the same thing. He same missed his thing. whole rookie yeah. year. So Chet is a year further along. I think he's a year further along offensively, but I think I would... Ra- I would. I think Wemby's... But how long has Wemby technically already.
3: been playing professional basketball? You that know, that split some hairs. You that know, you got
2: Ricky Rubio is a pro at 15. But it's NBA, it's NBA basketball. Yeah, There's all right. But all right, we got to take a break. Thank you for indulging us on talking about the biggest disaster in professional sports, the Detroit Pistons. And poor Detroit, man. You finally get something decent. You finally have a good football season for the Lions, and then you turn that around with the worst losing streak in the history of basketball with the Detroit Pistons. But we'll get more into the NFL. Yeah, Speaking Maybe of the, Detroit maybe the Lions. second worst disaster in sports coming out of the break. <laughs> yes, we'll get right to that. That's a good tease, and we'll be back right <laughs> after this. Three Guys on Sports on 102.7 ESPN. Back in it on a Wednesday, which feels like a Monday because we're all back from the holiday. Got some BC boys to bring it in, some sabotage. We want to talk some self-sabotage here on Three Guys on Sports. You heard the thing. Right before we came back in, please call, please text Sweet Baby Isaac. We'll take care of you on those phone lines. You can get us at 512-834-102.7. Came in with Sabotage. Sawyer, Chris, we wanted to talk about some self-sabotage. Take it away. Who are we talking about? Dallas Cowboys. Dallas okay. Cowboys.
3: Second saddest story in sports right now. Cannot get a win on the road, especially against a winning franchise. Exactly. Three, and, f- three. and five. Three
2: and five on the That's road. Me. Seven and zero at home. Their three wins, I believe, are to the two New York teams and the Chargers. That's who they've yeah. beaten on the road. So and the Chargers bad, technically bad bad. a
3: home team for anybody that goes yeah, there. Yeah, it's,
2: it's the the SoFi with the Chargers and the uh, Las Vegas. If you're yes. you're not playing a home game there. Mm-hmm. And listen, Tyreek Hill.
0: They could not stop this guy. He put a number on those guys this weekend.
3: Yeah, uh, just dink and dunk. It, this was an interesting, I'd say it's a great win. It's a better win than it's a worse loss right. for the you know for the Dolphins as opposed to the Cowboys here. Because that drive Dak had at the end of the game, incredible stuff. He cooked, he went downfield, he yeah. made some plays, yeah. he drew a penalty on a fourth down and gave him another shot. The problem was he gave his best offense in football right now, Four minutes to go get a field goal. Right. And they already have four. But
0: it's also the penalties. Penalties hurt Dallas every single year, every single game.
3: Yeah. Six for 38, uh, as opposed to the Dolphins going five for 33. Now, the nice, the shocking thing, the absolute shocking thing, a decimated uh, uh, Miami Dolphins offensive line here, rolling two completely backups. Everybody was hurt for the entire week. Only gave up one sack. I think Micah Barson's Defensive Player of the Year odds are toast. I mean, he's been
2: AWOL for the last few weeks, isn't that right? That's what I'm People hearing from all my saying that's pretty
3: banged up. I mean, he's going to draw attention and help the rest of the line. That's another thing, too. How are other guys not getting home on a, a complete— and that's the way you beat this Miami Dolphins is you make two uncomfortable, and they didn't do it. They could get four to five yards whenever they wanted, and they showed it on that last drive going down the field. Right, right. When he uses his legs— when if he uses his legs they definitely
0: have a chance
3: and now yeah.
2: Dak MVP talks are toast i believe as well yeah we'll have a new mvp next
3: week too i'm i think that this is maybe the year that there's been the most eyes on who should be mvp and without a doubt every week we're just the wildest is how far Brock Purdy has dropped this week yes. he went from a minus 200 favorite to 19
2: to 1 I did really quick on the cowboys i mean that fumble at the goal line really could be talking about a whole different... The, the complexion of the game is completely different. True, I do want to say, living in Austin right here, one oh two seven, 7 Austin, a couple Texas Longhorns making some big plays right there at the goal yeah, line. Absolutely. Deshaun Elliott, pick-six machine in his final season at Texas, had that very, just excellent goal line tackle, that touchdown-saving tackle. Yeah, it gets and then on the, uh, on the fumble, Brandon Jones, Longhorn safety, uh, picking up the right, scoop. Up. Right. So... Very A uh, nice Longhorn play, for, if that's any consolation for any Austin-area Cowboys fans. I doubt that it is, but I'm not a Cowboys fan, it, so I liked it. Did Zeke have the secret sauce, and now that he's gone, Tony Pollard's just allergic to the goal line? I, I figured it would be the opposite going into the season. Everyone I thought, did. I thought Ezekiel Elliott was holding the Cowboys back just in the sense that, well, we have to give that guy the, ball, the ball a couple times. And, and he's just, looking pretty it's good Perkins on the Patriots. Post up.
3: It's insane. I mean... Uh, uh, Now, on the bright side, I will give Dallas credit for not getting the doors blown off them. So, that is nice. This, This Miami team has shown they can open it up on some people. Stephon Gilmore went down for a period of time in the game. But uh, a more resilient Dallas team than we saw against Buffalo. Nice that it was a uh, loss to an AFC team and not an NFC team. But as of right now, the way it stands, these Cowboys would not have a home playoff game. That is true. Uh, I think if
2: you're Dallas, you might want to stick right there in the five seed. I think that's the perfect place for you. Because that means, yes, you're going to play whoever wins the NFC South. Do they
3: want to play Tampa? Tampa's been getting
2: pretty, pretty. I mean, you got to play somebody in the Baker, playoffs. Baker,
3: Baker, the touchdown maker. Are you hoping that it's the Saints because you get to play in the game. You don't have to travel as far. Uh,
2: I mean, I would be shocked if the Bucks blew this division at this point. I'm not sure. Do they play any NFC South teams? Yes, they have do, to do play, they play both of them. They
3: play the Saints this week, and then I forget who they close
2: the season. Yeah, we'll pull that up in just a second. But I mean, I think if you're a wild card team, you got to be like, let's let's play for percentages and let's play whoever wins the NFC South because as hot as. Uh, the Bucks might be. Who would you rather play? Yeah, if, you're, Bucks, if you're a wild
3: card, Bucks close the season uh, at Carolina, so they're all okay. NRC so that's on the way out. that's
2: at least one and one worst mm-hmm. case scenario. But yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like Tampa's the way to go. I I know that's a road thing. I know that they've struggled on the road, but that's the worst team probably in the entire or NFL playoffs.
3: Do you want to see this Detroit team again? You're getting them here. You can get them away. It's very similar setup in the way that the uh, the fields are and all this. I think that. Honestly, Dallas would match up better against a Detroit. That secondary is terrible, and C.D. Lamb could eat all day, and I think mm-hmm. Dallas' defense is far better than Detroit's. Agree. I, I mean, mean, Tampa Bay is really probably the hottest team next to the Rams in the NFL right now, in my opinion.
2: The Rams look good. Yeah, I, I, you definitely don't want to play the Rams. You don't want to slip any no. further into those wild card spots. No, you no, don't no. want to play uh, San Francisco will have the first round bye. Or by, right? fall
3: as far as you can and try to get the Eagles again. That Eagles yeah. team is looking cooked. I bet they dropped the Been next one to the, to the Giants. So let me ask you this question.
0: <clears throat> we were talking about MVP. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, I
2: wanted to get back to that.
3: So
0: right now, who do you guys think? I know Lamar Lamar Jackson is at the top. But since Brock has dropped so much, who do you see falling in second and third?
2: I wouldn't be surprised if Brock Purdy ends up in one of those two, three thing spots. I, I bet uh, I also wouldn't be surprised if... Uh, voters get cute and try to get Tyreek Hill. Not, he's not going to win, but they might or try to get him CMC. into the top three. Okay. CMC would be a good pick. I just think, I mean, the word valuable, I don't think as good of a Brock a season Brock Purdy had, I don't think anyone who covers a sport or watches this sport would be like, he's value? Guys, <laughs> you're getting the most value from any player in the league, right. Brock Purdy. I mean, I look at the value the that.
3: last pick in the draft is producing, though. I mean, that's pretty good. That's bargain buy. That's great value no, quarterback I mean, and, and, and right there. No, and that's...
2: He's been very good. He had a pretty good, he had a wobbly college career at Iowa State. Made some really good plays. Also made some of the worst plays I've ever seen in my entire life. Have you seen the Brock Purdy awful throws montage at Iowa State? It's it's pretty heinous. He was doing a really on Monday. Um, I'll read
3: you two quarterbacks that are currently up there in terms of MVP consideration stats right now. Uh, Quarterback A has 3,892 yards. He's averaging 259 yards a game. 30 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 104 QB rating. Quarterback two, 3,357 yards, 221 yards a game, only 19 touchdowns and the same 7 interceptions with a great 96.5 rating. Which of those two quarterbacks do you think is a better quarterback? What's the record? Well... One. Well, look at that. Now, hang on now. This is, this is an individual award. <laughs> hey. This isn't what hey, you're is a question. Team. I got to give a question back. Who, what's the record? One may be a fifth seed in a certain conference, and the <laughs> other one might be the one seed in their conference. So I won't tell you which one's which, though. Okay. All right. Who are y'all taking? Quarterback A or quarterback B? 30 touchdowns, 19 touchdowns. Same amount of interceptions.
2: I got to go with 30. Yeah, I know Lamar has really low touchdown numbers. This That's is Dak right. And Lamar.
3: Lamar and Dak, all right. Dak is quarterback A, Lamar is quarterback B. Sure I mean, Lamar, what he can do, no play is ever over with Lamar. We saw it multiple times on Monday night. The way he can get out of the pocket, make something out of nothing. You think he's gonna get a first down, he's gonna get you thirty yards. Right. You think he's gonna be sacked for a loss of twenty, he's gonna trip over a referee and get your defense two points. But uh <laughs> Uh, that was the only thing that really could stop that uh, Lamar Jackson and those Ravens was a referee in the end zone. But I do think, as of this week, it is Lamar's award to lose. Every week is a quarterback's award record to lose, and they do have an interesting opponent, the Miami Dolphins, this weekend.
2: Yeah, yeah, a Raven. I don't know. Do I trust anybody in the uh, the AFC? No. Are the Dolphins the favorite there? No. I mean, the Chiefs are cooked. They the vibes are terrible in KC. Yeah, body language is awful. They've been and also I think an underrated thing in sports is just mileage. They've been playing into February right. late January for a January, long time. For, it's Some the I've LeBron thing. It's that's what made it. He was playing until June every year and uh-huh. that's you get banged up after a while. So you're I, playing I'm not surprised an extra season. Yes, at a you're playing point. like 3 4 more games Against than everybody the else. the best of the best. So right. I'm not I don't blame KC for taking a step back. Uh that offense is not good. Uh-huh. I mean, Rash- you're throwing to Rash- oh, one of the and- Worst
3: offensive coordinators back there, too. I can't believe they brought <laughs> that man back. Matt Nagy. Ugh.
2: But, you know, it's Mahomes, it's Kelsey. I feel like Kelsey's taking a step back. And no, no shade to Kelsey. He's 34 and right. has had one of the most prolific tight end careers ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, it's going to slow down a little bit. And he can't be the number one option on a Super Bowl contender, uh, even with a uh, rich and famous billionaire girlfriend.
3: I'd say, let's go look at the current MVP odds as they stand today. I believe Lamar is still in first place. I feel like this is one of those
2: you just kind of get it because you have the best record and you've had a pretty good season years. I don't think we were blown away by anyone. Yeah. And you just, I I refuse to give it to Brock Purdy. Nothing, nothing has shown you that this is the best guy in the league. Value. mm -hmm. That's the word I go back to, is if it's the most valuable player, that's the whole thing with the Shanahan system. Is they stick anybody in there? You could put Darnold back there. Yeah, I saw Darnold people worked. tweeting about Darnold how good Darnold. Good. was. exactly. Right. You, Jimmy Garoppolo got them all the way down the line in the Super Bowl. They were. They had Nick Mullins out there a couple seasons uh-huh. ago, winning them a few games, and he can barely stay upright in, in Minnesota right now. That's so. so then it's the system.
0: It, that that's what everyone
2: says. And I mean, it, it is the players because they have Debo Samuel player. and George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk has, has really come back and put together some really solid weeks. I, I would say there's over, the
3: over half the quarterbacks in the NFL cannot succeed at the level that Brock Purdy
2: succeeds on that team, though. I'm not saying Brock Purdy is bad. I'm saying he's fine and should not be the most valuable player of the league. Yeah, but I do agree with what you're saying. I think that the person that most
3: often wins the MVP award is who is the quarterback of the one seed of their conference,
2: so at this point, you
3: are looking at Lamar
2: or against, somebody through for uh, fifty touchdowns. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, I mean, there's that a couple help. different ways to win the MVP, and this year nobody really has a good case. That's why I think it's Lamar, and he's been very good. Right. And he also has no weapons. But that's when his best player, his best receiver, is hurt, and uh-huh. their all-pro punt returner, Devin Duvernay, is also hurt. So I mean, they just don't have all the guys that they need. And is he's Flowers and Bateman. They're dropping passes left and right, making chicken salad out
3: of chicken ass. But that's where I think Chris McCaffrey is the most interesting take because he is the most valuable part of that offense, I think, in the way he scores. He's going to break Jerry Rice's record for the most touchdowns in a season for a 49er. He only needs two more, and they got two games left. The guy scores wow. every game. That's the tough
2: thing about adding an extra game is that the records get a little wonky.
3: All right, let's have him score two next week. They're I'm, playing I'm the hapless uh, Washington Commies. I think you can mm, do it against that, one of the worst defenses. have
2: benched Sam Howell and are going with Jacoby Brissett. The also, better quarterback. Also got a notification from our dear co-worker at ESPN Adam Schefter that the Broncos are indeed benching Russell Wilson Whoa, for the last two games the of the show. the has been fired uh, and uh, they're gonna go with Auburn legend Jarrett Stidham alright as a uh, I think they said they're just trying to save money because they owe him so much next year and they don't want him to get hurt Maybe they just want to see what they have in Jared Stidham. I don't know. Who cares? It's Denver.
3: I got to think. Is that them waving the white flag on trying to make the playoffs at this point? Yeah, who did they just... They just lost to... uh, The
2: hapless Patriots. Patriots. Bill Belichick is just trying to collect a
3: couple of notches in his belt And did you see, uh,
2: speaking of the Chiefs, Aiden O'Connell didn't complete a pass for three quarters and they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Unbelievable. I would hate being a fan of AFC West football this year. (laughs) I I would (laughs) hate to be a fan of any AFC team. And I am a fan of an AFC team. I want to talk about the AFC South. We'll get to that right on the other side. You yes. can join the conversation forward to at it. 512-834-1027. Please chime in. We would love to hear from you. Isaac. Hi, Isaac. Would love to hear from you. We'll be yeah. back tell right after this. Tell us what you got this. for Christmas. Yeah, tell us about your Christmas presents. Your best thing. Was your Christmas present a win? The first win in bowl history for your Texas State Bobcats? Ooh. We'll get into that as well. Back after this. <laughs> All right, welcome back. We are live, we are local, right here on 102.7 ESPN. It's Three Guys on Sports with Jack, Chris, and Sawyer. We are discussing some NFL. We had a very eventful Christmas NFL slate. I'm, I do want to pause and say something a little petty. Hey, Tom Petty. Uh, I'm, I'm a little sick of the NFL stepping on my NBA Christmas. I feel like Christmas was always Ooh. the NBA's day. But, uh, but anyway, we're talking NFL. I do want to touch on some of these Texas NBA teams later on because basketball's alive and well in Texas for the Very first time alive. in a while. But we, we, we teased it before the break. We want to talk a little bit about the AFC South. Uh, going into the season, everyone said perhaps there would be a battle for terribleness between the two South divisions in the NFC mm. and the AFC South. And frankly, the NFC South has blown the AFC South out of the water in terms of pure sucking. Right. Uh, right. But we have three teams that are in the thick of it for the AFC South, they are all tied at eight and seven. I all believe tied. Uh, they all lost this weekend. Yep. The Texans, uh, frankly, had no chance. You started Case Keenum two games, uh, winning one of those was the best case scenario, and uh, you frankly didn't factor in Joe Flacco going vintage and, and just balling out, hitting insane throws, two
3: hundred and fifty something yards. So yeah, if you
2: had Amari Cooper uh, on your fantasy lineup and in your starting lineup, because there was no guarantee that that was going to be there, uh, you probably won this week yeah, if you're Merry still Christmas. going strong. But uh, yeah, the Jags disappointing season, eight and seven, yep. and now Trevor Lawrence, who's been banged up throughout the year, losing record is in the United but,
0: States. But even with four losses, they are still in contention for the, for the playoffs. How is mm-hmm. that for the division? All, all of them are, yes,
2: all three of those yes. teams sit at eight and seven. The Colts, Minshew mania is back.
3: Uh huh. Up He's and down a, weeks
2: with Minshew. You never man, know Anthony what you're going to get. Uh, what a weird. What a weird thing. Now you have Minshew. Now what's Minshew going to do? Is he just going to step back into the backup role in oh, Indianapolis? Oh, yeah, I think... Is some bad team going to pretend like he has he's worth hi- giving a shot to?
3: Hired gun Gardner Minshew will always... He's going to be our new Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh McCown, the guy that collects all the NFL jerseys as a backup that gets playing time because he can come in and show that he'll find a way to win
2: somehow. He's also going to find a way to lose a lot, too, but... A little more than half of the time he's probably going to find a way to lose, but... Also, I want to give some credit to the, their wonderful third-string quarterback, Sam Ellinger, who's doing a really good job mm-hmm. holding the Microsoft Surface tablet yeah, they're over there on the tablet. Did You <laughs> see uh,
3: Sam and uh, Bijan did a jersey swap, which is crazy because nice. both nice. guys are really not doing anything on the field this year. Well,
2: whose fault is that? Yeah, for, fantasy football terrorist Arthur Smith. And Arthur Smith I, with the NFC South, I think every team that doesn't make the playoffs is going to fire their coach, and the team that does make the playoffs should probably fire, fire their, coach their coach anyway. But, but we're talking about the AFC South. Uh, big one this weekend, I believe the Texans... Texans play the, the, the Titans at home. They play the Titans and then the Colts and to the close the season. Yes. Uh, the Titans have a big chance to play spoiler against uh, the Texans, I suppose, yeah. if you want to do you that. You can't beat us in our own
3: colors. You can't beat us in our
2: own Damn house. right. So Texans will be back. C.J. Stroud's status still, I believe, up in the air, but he is quote-unquote progressing. Yeah. Uh what does that That's mean? That's very scary. If like we've two, seen two a lot of guys we've
3: seen a lot of guys have to sit the week in concussion protocol. It seemed like it would be a standard in the NFL this week, but it was pretty shocking to see two weeks and if it gets to three weeks, something might be very seriously wrong.
0: So so what do you think that is? Why, why do you think they're holding him back this long?
3: Is there another
2: injury we don't know about? Optimistically, I would say he wasn't progressing the way that they wanted to and don't trust their, their that offensive, offensive line, line has some injuries uh, with Titus Howard and Laramie Tunsil playing. I think they have a pretty good offensive line, but uh, not all. Laramie is out there, but Titus Howard missed a lot of the year. He's mm-hmm. out for the season. Uh, I don't know if they wanted to throw CJ to the Cleveland Wolves as a Wolves very, very I was gonna good ask you. Defense. So do you think
0: they're just playing it safe? They're just trying to protect their...
2: That's what I'm yeah, hoping for. Yeah, you want for. the
3: longevity because we saw Tua Tagla-Vailoa's career almost in last year on um, the amount of concussions he sustained. Okay. And we've got something very, very special on CJ Stroud. So I think And it's ca- not the year. Mm-hmm. I I mean, if... You if, don't need to win this year. Had Keenum lost both of those games, I think there'd be a push. But the fact that we beat Tennessee in <laughs> that one does help that they're like, well, you know, maybe, maybe Space Case here could get something done for
2: us. Yeah, I don't think that even with C.J. Stroud, they probably weren't going to beat Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really good defense. They would have had him seeing some ghosts. He would have turned the ball over a few times, I'm ah. sure. And also Joe Flacco. Dude. Right. Like, maybe that's just hell? me
3: being a homer, but I mean, uh, I think the problems with the Texans weren't just Stroud being out, is how depleted that defense is. We don't have that's Will Anderson. We don't have Blake Cashman.
2: We uh, lost Jimmy Ward on the first series of the game. And maybe another reason to punt on the game. You're just like, eh. We're banged up. Our quarterback's not a hundred percent. Davis Mills came in and said, "I'm going to earn a second contract." <laughs> Davis somewhere Mills else. came in and, and made, made it, it look, look a little closer than it was. <sighs> ah, Millie Rockin'. I, I was a Davis Mills General a, Mills I a, supported apologist. Too. Yeah,
3: because I, I mean, he it, won one game against the Patriots. And I was like, "That's the franchise
2: that's quarterback the guy. He's our next job." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Matt Job still your still the greatest quarterback in Sadly, franchise yeah, history. I would yeah, argue. My God, <laughs> it
3: was still fun watching him throw touchdowns to the other team that one season when he set the record for pick sixes. But um, I th- I do like the Texans this week in the AFC South. They get the only in division matchup. They're playing against Tennessee at home. Tennessee maybe rolling Tannehill out again, who can complete t- t- twelve passes in a game for maybe one hundred and forty yards if he's lucky. Derrick Henry, uh, the Yeti, is no longer to be feared. Um, and then you look at the Jaguars. No Trevor Lawrence this week, I believe. He's pretty banged up as is, and they're getting that Carolina defense. It's pretty stout. Carolina has, I mean, the the fact the, the Panthers are a, a laughing stock. You can look at them and they play terrible, but they have nothing to be bad for. They don't have a first round pick. They're playing for pride. They're trying to ins- install a winning yes, mindset indeed. in that yes. locker room. And then lastly, we get the Colts. The Colts are, I think, the biggest threat in that division, and they're having to play this white hot Raiders team. With uh, with Mister Aiden O'Connor, hey does. Who's the coach in, in Las Vegas right now? Does he get the starting goal? Uh, no. Unfortunately, the uh, two things that, uh, what's his name, the old owner with, uh, he loves bad haircuts. Is it Al Davis? Is that his name? Or Yeah, yeah Al Davis. I think he's uh,
2: Mark Davis. I think yeah. Al Davis was the good owner. Good owner.
3: Old. Al Mark. Yeah, Mark <laughs> loves bad haircuts and firing interim coaches. So, I mean, that's really the two things that guy's good for.
2: We'll keep it in the AFC West. We got Montopolis Chris on the line. He ta- wants to talk about our sweet baby Russell Wilson. Getting benched. Russell Wilson will not be allowed to cook. The chef has been fired. Let's go to Montopolis. Chris. Chris. How are you today?
1: Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. No. Russ, uh, the the baby holder, the baby hugger. Yeah, isn't that uh, what Sean Payton said? Like, Stop uh, hugging babies. Stop hugging and like kissing that. babies.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't been keeping up with it. Is he playing that bad? Or nice. is Sean Payton more? Is Sean Payton like, you know, hey, this is not my quarterback. I didn't. You know, I didn't sign this guy. You know, I was forced to, I was forced to him. And one more thing, isn't God good? The, the Chiefs suck. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is, is crying.
2: All good. Coincidence, him, the O.C. leaves, and now they suck. You yeah, know, what do we do with that uh, With that AFC West? Like you said, uh, with Sean Payton, that's a good point. Do they rock with Russell Wilson next year? I don't think he's been playing that bad, but the no, team just. not this year, especially compared to last year. he's He was a lot better than he was last year, but do you think, Chris, do you think they ride it out with him next year? I believe so. I think you have to financially. It just just according to reading this
0: this article here, it says uh, this move increases their financial flexibility by sidelining them for these last few games. So,
2: ah. and and uh, they they have their own draft pick, or do they have their own draft pick? They owed it. They, to they do have this year, but they have they have this year's. That's for sure. So, I mean, do they take a swing at one of these quarterbacks and let sit behind Russ and develop and do that whole thing, or do they they try to bolster other places and try to? Run this farce back one more time. I think that would be the smart thing to do. Run it back to, no, keep. to stay bad. Keep, keep.
0: <laughs> you got to rebuild at some point, right? Yeah.
2: So, and I'm I'm always a little harsh when it comes to rebuilding. When I feel like it's over, I I'm I'm quick to pull. I'm like I'm getting rid of this quarterback. I'm getting rid of these guys, especially out, in basketball. We're gonna there's call no, you the LeBron, no yeah, Ramon James of football, <laughs> yeah. I would be out, like, we need out. a new team. This is not working. We need to trade D'Angelo <laughs> Russell. Let's get them all out. Let's get them all out of here. Russ, I, I don't have enough help. Russ truly is not
3: playing bad football this year. It's, it's a bounce shocking. back year. We He's can say it. Completing passes at sixty six percent, which is about a league average. You are looking Justin Herbert's doing worse than that. Geno Smith, uh, Lamar is .1 lower in completion percentage than them. And Russ has 26 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. He led a pretty impressive fourth quarter to tie up that game for the uh, Broncos. Sure, it was against the Patriots, who have been terrible. But, I mean, the, the, who knows what Bill Belichick is truly doing in New England right now? The rumors, is he gone? Is he staying? Do, wh- why aren't they tanking for picks? Does he want to go for this all-time wins record? Is he tr- what, what? I don't blame this on Russ, unfortunately. It's not Russ. It was a slow, horrible start for that defense uh, for the Broncos. We're only a couple weeks removed from a Broncos team that went on an incredible six-game winning streak against yep. teams that are all going to the playoffs. You had the Bills. You had the Chiefs. You had the Browns. And they were handedly winning all these games. Right. Are the Bills back, by right. the way? Three straight wins. I think the Bills are vibes big. are good. Big dog. It should have blown out San. Uh, sorry, they're always going to be San Diego. Should have blown A-9. out the Chargers a little more than. I mean, they had the first coach, uh, you know, new coach theory going for them, but that game should not have come down to a field goal. Well,
2: frankly, when you have the greatest kicker in NFL history hitting bombs, yeah. The beautiful thing about this win
0: streak, though, they're the opposite of Dallas. They can win on the road, mm-hmm. and that's that's something that you're going to need for the playoffs
3: especially being in Buffalo's shoes right now, who will be, after I believe the Cowboys didn't handle business, uh, Buffalo is locked into only getting a wild card.
2: Yeah, I I think Buffalo is just, nobody wants to play Buffalo. They're one of those teams. And I'm not a huge believer in the Dolphins. I feel like it's, they're one of those teams that you could see flaming out. Even against, like, if the Texans get them, it wouldn't blow my mind if if Miami just came in and, and laid an egg against one of those AFC South teams. It's I, I think the AFC is wide open. I feel like people are kind of penciling in San Francisco at this point. Uh, I think you trust Philly a little bit more than you trust Dallas. Just a little yeah. bit. The vibes are bad in Philly, but I think they're getting a little bit healthier. Are they still pretending like Matt Patricia is their DC? Yeah, th- that game shouldn't have. You
3: don't give up no. huge touchdown plays like they did to a Tyrod Taylor at the very end of the game. Well, Tyrod
2: Taylor... Injected some juice into the Giants offense. Is that what they put
3: into his lungs when he was in
2: Los Angeles? <laughs> yep. and finally ah, dude, I love out. Tyrod Taylor. Shout out to Tyrod Taylor. Good for him. Coming in and, and making plays, throwing picks to Keely Ringo to end the game. Yeah,
3: uh, The crazy thing here is, I think, uh, I'm not sure how far we have to go down the tiebreakers, but the Chiefs drop a game to the Bengals, and then I believe they close out the season against, let's see here, they're going to close out the season at the Chargers, who who knows what's going on with Easton Stick and uh, Coach Giff there. They dropped those two games and the Raiders went out. They have the same records, and I believe the Raiders could potentially have a tiebreaker over them, and we're looking at a Las Vegas Raiders
2: team that is AFC West champions. Oh, wouldn't that be a miracle? Then you can fire the coach. Yeah, is it be be really hard to <laughs> fire? <Yeah. laughs> Devontae, maybe the second best quarterback he's the ever played with. The human
3: pug, Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, that guy doesn't look like you. He puts his helmet on. He almost looks like a French bulldog for some reason. Like he, It looks like it's hard for him to breathe with a helmet on.
2: All right, we're up against a break, but before we do that, I want to go over to Northside Dave, and on the other side we can discuss a little bit of college football because there is some Texas-area college football that happened last night and is happening tonight. But for now, What's up, Northside Dave?
1: Hey, did you guys catch that, uh, the Broncos game where I just think there's, there's going to be a certain division with the Broncos? There was a play where Russell Wilson got sacked and all the linemen just ignored him and went, you know, didn't even help him up or nothing. Yeah, I think so that's. I got a feeling that.
2: Yeah, I think that's been established that Russell Wilson's teammates just, like, don't like him. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's we saw the Seattle, everyone has kind of come out, like Marshawn Lynch and that whole defense, the Legion of Boom, has been like, yeah, we didn't really like Russ. Yeah, that was the, Pete Carroll's that's guy. That's the now Paul in, in Crew, Denver, shane
3: Falco treatment right there when your offensive line just lets you take one. So,
2: uh, yeah, Dave, what do, you, do you think that we – we I want to go to you with this. We said, does Denver uh, run it back with Russell Wilson, or are they uh, going to try to make that money work and get rid of him over the offseason? Or do they draft a quarterback
1: and let him Well, the much they paid him, what are you going to do? $39 million, that's a lot of money. You give these guys so much money, yes. and then you got dissension on your team. Yeah. When you pay somebody that kind of money as a leader, they are supposed to unite, not divide. So, so I think Sean Payton's got a decision to make. What do I do? This guy is not leading the team in the right way. Uh, you know, It's just embarrassing when your offensive lineman just – Ignore you. I mean, how many times have we seen that go down the line? He runs, he gets it, and, the, and the, all the white men are down there helping him up. They're running back. That's a sign that there is definitely a problem. So let me ask and you this especially question. Especially when your big hog's up front. Ignore you. Yeah, you got division, baby. All right. Spoken. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. So
0: Russell Wilson seems to be a good guy. Why do you think no one likes him? Well, why do you think he's causing this division between two different teams that
2: he's been playing on now? I feel like this might be a a bit of a reach, but he's got a little bit of that Dabo, Dabo Swinney in him. Mm. Where he's like, he's a little too youth pastory at times. I think he's, (laughs) you know, like he kind of treats people with the kid gloves. He's not very personable around the locker room. He's kind of like a politician. It's a locker room looking at a guy
3: thinking, what is Sierra doing with you? And that's, why, and that's why they they're, they forget
2: their blocking assignments. And I, I think we've all come down to the same point is I think you have to run it back because of the money. They that put themselves it. in a terrible hole with the money, and I think the best thing you do is you, frankly, they're tanking here by playing Jarrett Sidham these last two weeks. You try to get a high draft pick, and you go and, and you go and you try to get Drake May or you try right. to get whoever because they're not going to be at the top for a—, for a Caleb Williams or anything no, like that. No. They're going to be a step below. Jaden Daniels in Denver? Jaden Daniels maybe in Denver? I and, don't know. Is he an correct, NFL guy?
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, that 39 million is guaranteed in 2024, correct?
2: Yes. Yep. And now and what do we do with Joe Flacco? Same thing with a, a financial thing. If he keeps balling out, do you go with, uh, Baker, you Mayfield, go with the Baker Mayfield in, up in Cleveland? Oh, we got wow. a lot of yes. terrible situations yes. around the NFL. Yes. I'm sure we'll get to more of that next. I want to talk a little bit about the Surf Pro First Responders Bowl. We also have the Texas Bowl coming up tonight. We'll get to that right after this. You're listening to 102.7 ESPN Austin. Uh, the soothing tones of Mr. Have George Strait
1: <clears throat>
2: coming in with George,
1: up from San Antonio, because he
2: is one of the most famous
1: Everything alumni.
2: From it Texas State University, who arguably just picked up their biggest win in program saw, history. Absolutely. you could. They are they beat Baylor this year, but Baylor ended up being atrocious. That is mm-hmm. a Power 5 team. but it's what Texas people should have known, though. Yeah, Dave Aranda. What happened? Anyway, we're talking about Texas State. I could I could do 45 minutes on Dave Aranda and Baylor. But we're going to talk about the Serve Pro First Responders Bowl in the Texas State Bobcats, led by coach G.J. Kinney. Mm-hmm. Picking up their first bowl win yes. in school history. They just made the leap up to FCS not too terribly long ago. No. About about a decade. Just a decade, I think, at this point. And uh, very easily, the best season the Bobcats have had, the best win the Bobcats have had. They finished the season 8-5 and five in year one under Coach Kenny. I was just in San Marcos uh, a couple weeks ago. There are billboards everywhere. Every billboard the man's a savior. in San Marcos right now is all about getting tickets to the bowl game, Getting uh, just supporting the team, watch parties, everything. They really turned it around. Yes. They beat Rice handily. I forget his name, number zero had two pick sixes. Yeah, Holloway. <laughs> Holloway had two pick sixes against uh, the backup quarterback for Rice's JT Daniel. Daniel's uh, medically retired before the game. He's moving into the coaching world, I believe. But Texas State getting a big win. Uh, In what was a pretty one-sided game things are looking up in San Marcos. They gave Kenny a contract extension to avoid the poach I really hope he sticks around for a Uh, while and uh, they could uh, make the fun belt even more fun Absolutely 300 total yards to 197
0: very one-sided game, 45-21 blowout. It,
2: do, you, do you have the turnover margin there in front of you? That was, yeah, that was take a man. look at that one, dude. My that, goodness, they were. I, actually, I think Fox. there was only there
0: were only like two turnovers, I believe.
3: No, it was it was uh, nine total, or what was it? It was it seven total. Yeah, yeah, seven total turnovers That's for the football ball baby. And how many yeah. did Rice have? <laughs> Rice had seven. Texas State zero.
2: Good, good. Okay. That's, That's a it defense.
3: Was, it was incredible, yeah. incredible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was g- heading up to Dallas yesterday. Uh, my old lady asked for Christmas if I'd go meet her friend's new baby. And it dawned on me, I was like, wait, Texas State's playing in Dallas. So she had to sit in the car for three hours with me just being like, but, like, it's just lunch, you know, we could go to the bowl game right after. Every gas station we stopped at, seeing the maroon and gold everywhere, just yelling, eat them up, eat them up, go cats, go, inside of a Slovacek's. It was fantastic energy. It it was a proud day to be a Bobcat, little nervous at halftime with only a three-point lead, but, I mean, I'm so happy for my program. I'm a former Bobcat alum here, you know.
2: And my thought on the portal in the NIL era is when everything was kicking off, everyone is saying, well, the rich are going to get richer and the poor are going to stay get even more poor. But in what other era of football would you have two SEC quarterbacks right. – in right. that quarterback room in TJ Finley and Malik Hornsby and like physically when i watch TJ Finley he's not as good but i see he looks like Vince Young out yeah, there yeah i i was he's getting huge. shades of
3: like that uh the championship run ohio state had with Cordell Patterson mm-hmm. the way he's built and will throw the, he's got a Cordell Jones Cordell Jones Cordell Jones shout out to Cordell Patterson, Patterson yeah. 80 year old Cordell Patterson taking away carries from Bijan Robinson won't give it up but uh Yeah, I mean, he's got a rocket for an arm, absolutely. And Texas State just ran all over Rice. Yeah, he's a good running back, too. Dominant. Two good running backs. And uh, Jeter and I forget our other starter's name. He was over 100 yards again in the game. Had it multiple times this season. That would be
2: uh, Ismail Mahidi. Yep. And another uh, Texas Bull, the Texas Bull, Coming along tonight, we've got maybe your Texas A&M Aggies. A couple of y'all got to be out there. Mm -hmm. Going against the Big 12 runner-up in the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, That'll be a weird one. Yeah. I I, I see...
3: That's the bad vibes bowl. Bad vibes bowl, uh, great hair, Gundy. Um, I think if Oklahoma State's offense can do what they did for the majority of the season, aside from playing against Texas, uh, ideally we see an A&M loss tonight. Yeah. It's a good defense. It's a good defense, but I mean... They didn't really show up in too many games for how highly
2: touted and regarded the recruiting was. And, I mean, I I think that roster is decimated at this point. Half yeah, the team entered the portal. Uh, you don't have new a coach. Evan Stewart's gone. Yet you don't have a lot of your weapons. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I would probably pick Oklahoma State in that game, but A&M, you could argue, uh, has a lot to prove going in in the new era under Elko with uh, the big bad rival coming into your conference next year and everyone kind of pushed you to the back. I think you have a chance to show that beating up on Oklahoma State isn't that big of a deal. (laughs) So uh, A&M can come out. I know Ollie Gordon should be playing in that game. He said that he's coming back for another year after a Doke Walker winning season and a stinker in the Big 12 title game. But uh, that'll be a fun one. Texas Bowl. That's uh, down at Reliant, I believe. Yes. So you've got... Is Elko coaching that game for for the Texas Uh, Aggies?
3: No, no way because... um who was it that went to Duke? Rodriguez? Is that right? Uh, Manny to, Diaz. Manny Diaz. Manny, Manny Diaz. They had him in the stands. So Tays kinda watching, watching what was going on with the Blue Devils there. And you got uh, uh,
2: Manny Diaz linking up with Texas transfer Malik Murphy, Malik who apparently Murphy. is a genius. He's going to Duke <laughs> for football. <That's, laughs> One of the smartest kids grades UT's ever had. That, that's a guy I'm claiming in the NFL to the day I die. If Alabama gets Jalen Hurts, I'm, I love me some Malik Murphy. But... You got Texas Bowl tonight. We've got Texas A&M. We've got Oklahoma State. Any Ags who've got us tuned in today, text us, call us, see what you think about your chances in the Texas Bowl. Yes. Do you care about the Texas Bowl? We'll do a little, do you care? Do you mm-hmm. care about your bowl game? Does anybody? I feel like the bowl game this late, this year was devalued. I'm a, a, a bowl game enjoyer. There's been mm-hmm. some good ones, but I feel like we had some uh, pretty weak matchups, but yeah, I am excited on to the see quiet the Ags side. and my man, Mike Gundy. I, uh, Come
1: after me! I'm a man. I'm forty.
2: Love him. I'm <laughs> forty. I do. I
3: agree. Bowl, uh, bowl games are turning into participation awards, especially when we have like the All State Sugar Bowl are presented by, and it's not even just the bowl game anymore. And
2: Florida State Rotamakers hitting the portal, so Florida State's going to be even worse off against Ugh. Georgia.
3: Well, good luck. But um, I will say one one bowl game absolutely crushed it. And that's going to be uh, tomorrow's Pop Tarts Bowl. Oh, I mean, well, we've got to talk about the trophy
2: on the other side. We're right up greatest against, trophy I think I've ever seen. Right up against this break, we'll talk about the Pop Tart Bowl trophy. We'll talk more NFL. We'll talk some NBA. We might even get into a little more college football if we care to do it. You're listening to Three Guys on Sports on one of two point seven ESPN. We've still got another hour, baby. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>